Welcome to Real Estate Coaching Radio, starring award-winning real estate coaches and number one international best-selling authors, Tim and Julie Harris. Real Estate Coaching Radio is the nation's number one daily radio show for realtors who demand authentic, real-time coaching. Get ready for fluff-free, unfiltered, full-strength honesty about what's truly working to get you into action, helping others, and making money now in today's real estate market. Now to our hosts, Tim and Julie Harris. And we're back. So we're going to finish up what we started yesterday, which is your ultimate open house lead generation master plan. (laughs) How about that for a ponderous name? But that's what we're going to be focusing on today. Um, And we're going to get through these points because I want all of you guys to have time. Today's Tuesday. I want you to have time to put the plan in place by the weekend. So you see what we're doing here? We're giving you some actual actionable information. But before I get, or Julie gets, Julie, welcome to today's podcast. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here as uh, always. Julie, you're hard to hear. So do what you got to do, I'll sister. Come back in. So, okay, so here's what we're going to be doing today. We are going to be focusing in on a specific step-by-step plan to generate just absolute boat tons of open house leads, and these are leads are free. Open houses have a very – if you follow a very specific formula, they can work at an incredibly high level, and those are the notes that we're going to be sharing with all of you today. Um, before we get to our first point, I want to remind all of you that um, Julie and I are looking for – I think I'm actually – I probably am not looking for any, but Julie's probably looking for two private coaching clients – if so, if you're interested in having Julie Harris privately coach you, it is not a, probably an experience that you can find any parallels to because you're being coached by what many have referred to as the number one coach in the nation, real estate coach in the nation, Julie Harris. So please do, um, if you're interested in being coached by her, uh, email her directly, julie at timandjulieharris.com. And Julie, I think you're only looking for two agents, correct? That's it? Two? Two, maybe three. Yeah, that's that's basically okay. it. I've, and I've got a couple of people I'm talking to today. So as I say to all of them, eat your Wheaties and be ready to rumble because we have a lot of fun, but you will be held accountable. So, uh, you know, I, I love taking them to the next level. It's just got to be a good fit. So, yep, two or three. So your issue is your mic closer to your mouth, I have a feeling, by the way. Okay, so we are going to be drilling down on the open house plan. Another quick reminder uh, for those of you who have not yet grabbed and completed your real estate treasure map, that is your fill-in-the-blank business plan, the easy button, the thing that will get you instant results. It will put the digital download for the real estate treasure map, our fill-in-the-blank business plan, in your hands within seconds. Is Just text the word Harris, H-A-R-R-I-S, to 31996. Text the word Harris to 31996. Again, text the word Harris to 31996. When you do so, we're going to give you six free books, and uh, one of which is the Real Estate Treasure Map. The other is Think and Grow Rich for Real Estate. And you're also going to be entitled to a coaching call with one of our new member coaches. And on that coaching call, they, of course, will be telling you about the coaching program. Big surprise. But in addition to that, they're also going to be helping you put together your lead generation wheel. We always pick up thousands, if not tens of thousands of listeners this time of year, because all the agents who uh, basically are not uh, active full-time, not active selling 12 months of the year. They come 
out of the woodwork, and this is the time of the year where all those agents start coming back into to the uh, industry and flocking to uh, grab whatever low-hanging fruit there is on the real estate tree. For that reason, all of you part-timers have to adjust your approach to real estate because, frankly, a lot of the part-timers are more aggressive than you are because they have given themselves maybe four or five months to do their, you know, whatever desired number of transactions that they have set for themselves, and then they are, you know, checking out again. So they have a tendency to be a little bit more urgent with their lead follow-up, a little bit more urgent with their willingness to basically uh, do things like our open house plan to make money. So those of you who are in the business uh, full-time, you need to be uh, really aware of the fact that, yes, they're part-time, and yes, they probably don't have the same skill set, but generally speaking, they're going to hand you your ass when it comes to urgency. We see this year in and year out. Our seasoned, grizzled agents start to grumble because some new agent, oh, some new agent got my listing. What's well, because you didn't call the listing back? It's because you are being complacent. You are acting entitled. So I'm just reminding all of you, especially those of you who have been in the business for a long time, do not be lazy this time of year. And those of you who are coming back in the business um, or just got your real estate license, welcome back or welcome in the first place. Now get your real estate treasure map done. Get your actual business plan done. And the easiest way for you to do that is text the word Harris, H-A-R-R-I-S. You know, I almost said X. That's weird. <laughs> that was weird. I almost forgot how to spell my last name. Uh, yeah, there you go. So text huh. the word Harris, H-A-R-R-I-S, to 31996. I know that is the problem, right? Like, I've, um, I had enough sleep last night, but I've not had enough caffeine. So, Julie, without any further delay, so I don't step on my own name again, um, proceed. <laughs> That's okay. Well, so I just wanted to point out to our Premier Coaching members for our private Facebook page that you or our producer, somebody posted some really great pictures from the event that just happened. Uh, we were really proud of how that went. So if you wanted to just take a perusal over there, that's all good. Uh, let's see. <clears throat> we have the radio show or the podcast continuation of Making Money with Open Houses. So we had started uh, talking about what I call open house math. So I believe we're on point number three about that. If you want to jot down your own personal numbers, I just have a general uh, open house math reminder. It, when you are working with at least three AAA buyers at all times, two will close per month like clockwork. Now, you always hear us talking about you've got a list to last, you've got to build your magic number of listings. Yes, of course, that is all true and very congruent with what you've heard from us. However, we also highly believe in having two closable buyers at all, at all every month. Why? Because it helps iron out the ups and downs. Maybe you have a month where you've got a ton of things pending, but three of them get rescheduled or delayed. You still have those two buyers that are closing. So let's say that you've got that figured out. Your open houses are creating two buyer closings per month, whether you're a grizzled veteran or a newbie. Two deals per month times your average commission, your average net commission equals blank. Do your own math. But let's say that your average commission net is $5,000 per deal. So two of them equals 10000 per month just from being good at open houses. That will make you $120,000 per year. Even if your numbers are only half of that, open house math makes a lot of sense. So by getting great at this, this is kind of a minimum standard. Some of you, your average net is more than that. Some of you, you can easily put three or four in contract off of your open houses. So to ignore open house math means, oh, no, I don't care about making that extra fairly easy money. I'm not going to bother learning that. I think that's crazy, just saying. So point number four, <clears throat> excuse me, if you're already doing better than this in your business, 
add open houses as a viable spoke and add the 60 or 120 grand plus, plus, plus per year to your existing business. Use the added income to pay off debt, buy a rental property, pay for an assistant, upgrade your car, upgrade your house, save it, sock it away in the bank, put a you know, 529 away for your kid. I can think of an endless list of how you can spend that 120 grand. And, uh, you know, if you can't come up with it, just spend it on coaching. That's okay. You can do that too. So open house prospecting rules are next. We're going to roll right into the rules so that this will work for you. Number one, and this is such an easy thing that agents screw up, right? So number one, you've got to use at least 10 directional signs. More is better. Ask permission to place the signs and connect with the homeowners who allow you this courtesy. If you want to really make a splash in the neighborhood, do use balloons, flags, giant open house signs. The point is to get people to show up. So at least 10 directional signs, especially if you're buried in the back of a neighborhood, you're up a bunch of switchback roads, you know. Well, let's, let's hover I there. I see it all Julie, the time. Let's hover there. They're blown down. Yeah, go ahead. All right, so do you have in your notes the ideal house to hold open? I think you do, right? Correct? Yep, yep. We'll talk about that. Okay, but, but so let's talk a little bit about specifically what Julie just said because that is where you guys are oh, thank you. That is where you guys are mostly going to screw up. You heard Julie just say, go crazy with the signs. Go crazy with the balloons. Go crazy with everything to get people in the door. But I know for a fact most of you are going to hit the lazy button and just put out a yep. couple signs. And that is the that's a huge mistake. And I'm going to tell you what Julie and I used to do when we sold real estate. So in this in a particular area when we'd have three and four listings, which was common, New Albany, Clintonville, Worthington, wherever it is that we are focusing. What we would do is on the old on the weekends we would get sometimes staff. We would get um, we would do like what we call an open house tour of homes. Now this is an old idea. This is not a Tim and Julie original, but it works. What we would do the night before or maybe a couple days before the open house is we would put a uh, corrugated plastic sign in the front yard that would say this house will be open from say for example you know on Sunday from one till two. That's it, one till two. And then the next one would be open from, uh, and then like, um, then we'd have another, you know, open in the same general area, open two till three. And the, you guys get the idea. So depending on how many of these open houses we were doing in a particular neighborhood, we would essentially leave each house open for a very limited amount of time. And then what we would do is we would put flyers in the brochure box explaining which houses would be open and when they'd be open. And then we would call it, guess what, Harris Tour of Homes. Now, that was something that we did because what it would have a tendency to do is uh, create hype. But what really was the side benefit of this is that we were getting to meet a lot of neighbors, and a lot of the neighbors were really excited and thrilled that we were so, frankly, on the ball with regards to getting people in the door. They liked the fact that we put out tons of signs. They liked the fact that we put out tons of balloons. They liked the fact that we would do crazy things to get people in the door, and then they would list their houses with us. It was the cheapest and easiest way. Now, let's say, for example, you don't have a lot of listings in a particular area like we did. Well, maybe your brokerage does, or maybe you can just get together with other agents in the marketplace that are even, not even at the same brokerage, and you guys could just do a tour of homes in a specific subdivision and just promote the crap out of it. Again, well, the whole point of this is is to earn your commission. Prove to the seller which, how you're going to go above and beyond to actually get people in the door. So there's an idea for you. Now, here's another way to take it to the next level. We would put out a boat crap ton of directional signs. And it would say, um, basically, they would say Tim and Julie Harris, and they would say open house. 
or Tim and Julie Harris for sale, and then there would be an arrow. And we had a bunch of these corrugated signs made. They were not expensive. The signs were in the shape of a house. They had our uh, our names on them, and you know that you guys get the concept. And what we would do is there was a local sign company, and every market has these. Well, I shouldn't say every, but most markets have these guys that drive around pickup trucks on Friday, and they put out the the directional signs for the builders, and they put those signs out everywhere. Well, we just found out who those guys were, and we you know bought a crap ton of signs, and we paid them to put the signs out for us. So they were putting the signs in every intersection. Now, here's a little interesting fact about zoning that some of you aren't going to realize is true. You're allowed to put signs in uh, the public property. You're not allowed to put signs in private property. So public inter intersections, by their very nature, are public property. Near stop signs are public property. To, if you have sidewalks in a particular community, the sidewalk between the curb and the sidewalk is public property. So you can actually put uh, uh, signs and things like that in public property, and it's legal, and the law is in most states, most cities and municipalities, as long as it doesn't block the, uh, or impede uh, traffic, foot traffic or people on bikes or whatever. So you might be in the city where there's going to be concrete everywhere. You can use an A-frame sign, same idea. Here, I'll tell you how extreme Julie and I took this. We would actually buy these large standalone um, – you guys have seen these again. Well, maybe you haven't because they really don't exist so much anymore. <laughs> I, was, I was thinking about this. It is true. But we went and bought a bunch of those um, large plastic um, magazine holder things, and these are outdoor ones with, li with doors on them in the shape of a house, and ours were all blue. And then we researched – where they where they were legal to leave, and what, it was easy to discover where those were because ten, there was a, already existing um, boxes there. It may have been a box for the local newspaper. It may have been a box for um, you know other home ma homes magazines or whatever else there was out there. And we would put our box out, and then we would essentially you know we would stuff all of our own personal propaganda in that, and they would be. Uh, marketing for our homes for sale. Do you think our sellers loved that? Of course they did. We we're the only ones in our marketplace that went to the extreme of putting our own outdoor, you know, home brochure magazine boxes outside. One of the best ones we, one of the best, yeah, I remember that. One of the best ones yeah. we had was by Starbucks. We'd actually have by Starbucks. Yeah. So here's the funny thing: sellers, buyers, you know, the general public never complained. But what we'd found was agents would try to get us in trouble because they didn't realize what we were doing was legal because we spent the time to research it. And we would find that um, sometimes we actually caught – well, it wasn't we. The guy putting out the brochure boxes or the, the directional signs. Remember I told you we hired a guy and a pickup truck to do that for us that was already doing it for builders? He actually caught a realtor removing the signs that he put in for us. Um, the realtor pulled the side of the road and actually is pulling out the directional signs for us it, that he had put out. Can you believe that actually happened? Well, that did happen. And I'll tell you what was even worse. The brochure, uh, the large brochure magazine stand things I told you about, and you guys can Google for what I'm talking about. Um, those had started to disappear too. And we did and only ours. So ours would disappear, and then the one for like the local newspaper would still be there. So we just put a bunch of cinder blocks in the bottom, and they stayed there for they probably are still there, and we haven't lived in those markets probably. for <laughs> 15 years. We moved, but we left the boxes. Who knows what they're there for now? <laughs> but look, so the point of it is, is when you're listening to Julie say things like, really take these ideas and expand them, 
When you expand them, not only will you get new people in the door, but what you're going to do is you're going to set yourself aside in the marketplace as somebody who's really trying to kick some serious ass on behalf of his or her sellers. The sellers pay attention. People notice. Don't think that they don't. So this is all about not being lazy. This is all about taking things to the next level. This is all about proving to your marketplace that you're the only agent for them to consider when it comes to you know, listing their house. Does this make sense, Julie? Totally. You know, we used to hear all the time, quote, we see your signs everywhere. And it yeah, does matter. Yeah, Their exactly. familiarity does matter. Let's, let's say you're going to go visit an expired in that neighborhood today. They just drove past a bunch of your directional signs. They went to your open house because they saw your balloons. Well, you know, we all kind of poke fun at the whole balloon thing and, you know, all that. But ultimately what matters is getting people to show up, getting them to sign in. That way you can follow oh, up and do business but, from it. But, Julie, just hover there for the silly balloons, okay? Because, you know, what impression does that leave? Like, say, for example, you're holding a house open, and you, put, you actually do some of these things that we're talking about. You put out the brochure boxes. You put out the signs. You, put blo- you, know, you do everything we just talked about. You make the you effort. Have a bunch of, you make the effort. And, the, and so you have a house for sale in this particular neighborhood. Well, there's five or six other houses for sale, and those other agents aren't doing anything. Don't you think that you're really standing out amongst that crowd of agents and proving to the, all the other potential sellers in that neighborhood, let alone those other existing sellers, if their listing doesn't sell? Of course they're going to call you. Age, sellers don't know what the hell you do to sell the house, right? They don't know. They have no clue what witchcraft and alchemy goes on behind the scenes to get houses sold. They don't have any idea. So if you show them what you're doing and you really do a fantastic job of making the effort that you're making the effort, they're going to remember that. Those little tiny things make an enormous difference. If you're trying to get into a new market and you don't have any listings in an existing market, I just told you a really great hack to get ahead of the crowd because chances are all the old established agents are complacent and are not doing anything like at the level that we're describing. You know, when Julie and I moved from a normal meat and potatoes price range and we moved out to New Albany, Ohio, these are the things that we did to break into that market. Everybody said we would fail in that market. Nobody thought we would succeed at the level that we did. We went from selling like $250,000 houses to houses close to a million. And inside of less than 12 months, we had massive traction for a while. We were the number one listing agents in that upper end market. How did that happen? I'm telling you. Are you listening? This is it. We've, we worked harder. We tried harder. We drilled down more. We knew that the sellers were judging agents by the effort put forth, and they didn't know what the they didn't know they don't know what agents do, but they know what Tim and Julie were doing. They'll know what you do when you follow in our footsteps, Julie. Yeah, you have to make it obvious, and you make a good point about this, Tim. <clears throat> Excuse me. Sellers don't know what you do to get homes sold. They only know what they see. This is why we're tortured by the Z estimate, because they can go to Zillow and, and see something. This is why they want open houses, because they watch HGTV and Bravo, and they see that that's something that you can do. So you might as well do it at the highest level. Now, when I was putting this together for our podcast, Julie, I also did a little bit of research. Yes. Julie, pause yourself and, and uh, have a, some tea. Your allergies are getting the best of you. Sorry. I know. Something's going I just had to clear my throat. Okay. So, yeah, yes. it comes and goes. Um, but I did some research because I – you know, I don't like to present stuff where they're like, well, I do it, but it's going to cost too much. So I did some research. I found out uh, directional signs, super easy to find, very inexpensive, lots of sources for that. Uh, Amazon has an endless supply 
of balloons that all were already say open house on them. You can get any color that you want to get. You can order a uh, helium tank. I think it's like a hundred, no, 50 bucks for a tank that'll blow up a hundred balloons. So that'll keep you busy for like all summer worth of open houses. None of this costs that much. You can get almost everything on Amazon and then uh, you guys have local sign companies and bandit signs and stuff like that. So um, one of our uh, coach or one of our friends who is a broker gets those giant blow up guys that you see like the, those big things that car dealers use. And he ties two of those together with an open house banner so that it's like 30 feet in the air and the entire neighborhood comes. So have fun with it. Remember, this is one of the only things that the sellers actually understand. That's why they demand open houses. You're going to lose the battle. Now, if a seller says open houses freak me out, I don't want to do it, fine. But that's going to be one in 20 of them. The rest of them expect it. So do it right. Point well, number your two. personal client, your yeah. personal elite coaching client call it mcdonald who you know she's she's done yeah, HTV. She yeah well but she has actually she'll have um a, a ice cream mobile <laughs> ice cream truck that'll come ice out cream truck. Her open houses yeah and depending on the neighborhood this could be a home run if there's a ton of kids and there's an ice cream truck and she's you know picking up the cost of the ice cream or whatever and that's parked out front in front of the open house yeah. and she stands there and she's a very I don't know what you'd call a statuesque looking person. She's tall, yeah, blonde, beautiful. And she and she yeah, and she's always dressed nice. And she's standing out there while kids are coming up with their parents and getting ice cream and she's having all these conversations. You know, here's the thing. As I say all these things and as I hear Julie say all these things and I think all about all our most successful clients, I know that many of you are so petrified of actually putting yourselves in a direct position of having to have a conversation with uh sellers, let alone buyers. And the reality of it is, unless you get past that fast, you are going to fail quickly because this is a communications business. This is about your ability to have clear, concise, you know, friendly, engaging conversations with strangers. And if you think that you're going to succeed in this business, hiding behind your computer or your mobile device, just tweeting and Facebooking and Instagram videoing and sending all this passive stuff and doing all this, if you think you're going to succeed like that, you're wrong because here's what's happening. More than ever, more than ever, the technology companies, and you can say whatever form they're going to be, will hand the ass to every agent who has avoided learning real sales skills. You will be done because you're the, you are literally the easiest agents to do away with because you do not know how to have real conversations. Here's an interesting fact, and it has not changed. The Internet buyer leads are, generally speaking, the crappiest buyer leads. Those are the ones that are just getting started in the market. The best ones, the best leads are the people that are driving, looking for open houses and looking, reading signs in neighborhoods because they've probably been in the market already. They probably drilled down on what neighborhood they're going to want to buy in, and they're actually looking for houses. That's where if you are doing open houses and if you're willing to step away from your computer during your open house and actually have a conversation, use a script like we give you as far as this open house plan, follow everything that we ask you to do, you'll discover quickly, again, depending on the price range, that a lot of the buyers that are there looking to purchase a house are actually also sellers looking to sell a house. 
But you think that they're just going to magically, passively tell you all this? When they walk in there and they see you sitting back in the kitchen on your computer trying to act like you're busy, 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 so dear God, I won't have to have a conversation with a stranger, which is what most of you are doing, or you're on your phone acting really, really busy, 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 why did you bother doing the open house in the first place? To placate the seller? Well, that was silly. You guys, look. If you are worried about the influence of the iBuyers and Zillow obviously getting into the brokerage business and all these other things happening, if you actually are fearful of those things happening, it's because you know intuitively that you do not have the chops to compete in this new market. The agents that do are like Colette like Heath Moulton, like all of our other amazing agents, Rob Johnson up in Connecticut, all these other superstar agents. And if you were to really drill down on what it is that makes them successful – it's not their social connections or their familial connections or the colleges that they went to. It's their willingness to have conversations with people. That's it. They just will talk to people. They'll pick up the phone. They'll talk to people in real life. They'll be in line standing at Starbucks. They, and how do they know what to say? Because they're all following their version of our scripts. Our scripts are to be internalized and then personalized. So all these people that are operating at a high level, without knowing it, they're asking the questions in our scripts and having conversations that our scripts out, uh, laid out for them, and they're doing that in their own style. Rob Johnson is a proper British gentleman. He's going to be the number one agent most likely in Connecticut this year, one of the most prestigious markets in the world in Greenwich, Connecticut. I've been coaching him for five years. When you listen to him, you, he is going to have this wonderful conversation with you. You're going to be absolutely in love with the guy because he's such a sweetheart. But you're, you don't know why he's talking to you, but he's pre-qualifying you. He's finding out if you have a house to sell. So he has internalized our scripts, and then he's personalized them. The same with all these people that are top producers. So if you think you're going to be able to passively, you know, centers of influence-wise, your business – uh, to success for long-term, ever-increasing levels of success. If you think you're going to, and this is a, there's this new, well, I should say old new wave of, you know, we're going to um, direct market our way. I see that happening now. People thinking they're going to figure out clever little copy things and ads to write and all this other crap, and then leads are going to come in passively. These are all lazy things that lazy agents do because they're avoiding having the real conversations with the actual real estate clients. They're hoping and praying that their gimmick is going to make it so that they never have to learn the skill set. That is what we're talking about. So when you hear Julie describing these ideas for the open house, when you hear us talking about the different things that actually work, the more uh, aggressive and, and the more I don't even know what the word would be, the more successful the tech, tech insurgents become in our industry, the more important it will become for you to, yes, use technology, but for you to remember that people will always do business with people. So if you have an agent that knows all these fancy CRMs and has a fancy website and lead capture and IDEX and all these other things you guys like to waste your time on, if you actually think that that's going to win the game for you, you have been lied to, and you are now, because you just heard us say it, willingly believing it. Why are you doing that? Because you are living in fear of having to actually be a salesperson and develop really good sales skills. That's, so, look, that's your choice. That is your choice. You will not succeed in this business at a very high level if you do not believe what I'm telling you. 
Every single top producer that I interview on this podcast, the essence of their business is they pick up the phone and they, and they talk to people. The more the technology becomes, uh, technologists become omnipresent in our business, the more people who are willing to pick up the phone and have real conversations are going to succeed because all the other agents that don't have that skill set will be reliant on the technology companies, and those agents will become, in essence, they'll become employees or they'll become uh, you know, beholden to these tech companies. They're going to work for less and less commission to the point where it's just going to be better off for them to work at Home Depot. All these things I'm telling you are true, but they're not inevitable for you, provided you're actually willing to do what you don't want to do and you don't want to do it at the highest level. Julie? Yeah, that's what it comes down to. <clears throat> Excuse me. And none of this, again, is difficult, which means not doing it simply makes you lazy. We don't coach lazy agents. This is not Tim and Julie's halfway house for wayward agents. We raise superstars, so act like it. On that note, I'm going to go to my premier coaching clients and make sure that they are following all of this and implementing. This class is all about the results that they get when they do things like what we're talking about. And, you know, that's the next level is what do I do when I'm so overwhelmed with leads as a result of the stuff I've implemented? So we talk about time management. We talk about systematizing your communication. All of this stuff is doable, but it does take implementation. Tim, to your point, yeah, center of influence, direct referrals, organic stuff like that, that's all great, but it's not sustainable long term. And sooner or later, every agent finds that out. So take action. Do the stuff we talk about. I've got to run to PCA I, to Premier. I will let you wrap it up. We'll continue tomorrow. Yes, ma'am. So listen, guys, here's the focus. If you would like to consider having Julie coach you, she has two spots available. Julie and I do not take a lot of private clients. We are not cheap, and we are not wimps. I hope you are very clear about that. So she's looking for two private clients. Um, so just email her directly, Julie at TimAndJulieHarris.com. If you'd like to communicate with either one of us, it's Tim at TimAndJulieHarris.com or Julie at TimAndJulieHarris.com. And in the meantime, I want you to get those books. I want you to get the Real Estate Treasure Map as soon as possible because it's going to give you your fill-in-the-blank business plan. Please do this immediately. Text the word Harris, H-A-R-R-I-S, to 31996. Text the word Harris to 31996. Have a fantastic day. And we'll talk to you on the show tomorrow. And, again, if you need either one of us for anything, it's Tim at TimAndJulieHarris.com or Julie at TimAndJulieHarris.com. Thanks. Have a fantastic day. This program has been a presentation by Tim and Julie Harris Real Estate Coaching. For more information on our real estate coaching and training programs, visit our website at TimAndJulieHarris.com. Remember to tune in weekdays at noon for upcoming shows. And until next time, thank you for listening to Real Estate Coaching Radio with Tim and Julie Harris. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.